What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Lessel After Hours. This is our podcast where we go beyond the six hundred limit in the paper and discuss the news that's happening on campus and in the world. I am your host, John McGowan, and I have got three wonderful guests with me today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm a photographer for the Lestal. I'm Damien. I'm a reporter for the Lestal. And I'm Gabe. I'm also a reporter. Uh, it is all reporters today. That's fun. But um, no. photographer. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's, it's okay. I mean, I occasionally do some reporting, so I mean, that's not yeah, too often. Morgan's like a, a jack of all trades, honestly. Um, <laughs> I feel bad. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> so this is our second coronavirus podcast. Uh, we've had some updates. Um, I don't have them on hand, but it has gotten worse. Uh, more people are dying. Uh, more people are getting sick. Uh, how long do you guys think this quarantine is going to go on? Oh, I think a very long time. Um, I mean, I think my originally I was in my head hyping it up beyond what it's going to be. I was thinking like next year. Um, I mean, I probably. Be honestly. Yeah, I, I, I still think it could happen, but I don't think it's the most likely. Then again. I'm looking at a Washington Post article right now that says the U.S. surpassed it has surpassed Italy for most COVID-19 deaths. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, I guess it depends because if people don't social distance, then it will go faster. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a factor. I mean, you know, if the curve doesn't, I mean, more people will die, but it will happen. It'll be over sooner, I guess. I just hope they don't reopen the economy, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really have to not do that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, yeah, that'd be bad. I, yeah, I don't know. It's... I don't know if I mentioned it on the last one, but I had a friend who I was going to go visit him in California this summer, and in at around like early March, I was like, I was like, hey, like if this gets like worse or whatever, like you know, like can't come, right? And he was like so upset. He was like, dude, it's going to fizzle out, like. It's not going to be a big deal. Like, it's literally just the flu. And <laughs> I, I called him yesterday and I was like, I was like, guess what, you idiot. I, I was like so happy. <laughs> um, obviously a terrible situation, but I was happy that I was right. Uh, which I think that's all that matters. But so we uh, we're discussing today. We, I want to discuss like what what we think the world might be like after coronavirus, right? Because obviously mm. a lot of changes are being made. Like, I think healthcare might be very different. Uh, just government in general, workers' rights, people might be different as well. Mm-hmm. We'll start with that, mm-hmm. actually. Damien, you wrote an article on this about, sorry, you wrote an article on this about what, like, what people can learn from <clears throat> self-isolation. That was an opinion. Uh, what, what did you write in that? Well, basically... I brought up just, well, one issue that I put an example of in there that was a problem before that's just more highlighted now was, uh, what what was the source I cited? Okay, so it was the uh, American Academy of Family Physicians. They basically mentioned that one in four doctors set up to half their male patients failed to show up for follow-up visits. This was in 2017. And the reason was because there was no noticeable symptoms. Well, now that's 
that's what this is. It's got this, there's a lot, most people aren't symptomatic, but they can still share it. And it just highlights why it's so important to kind of do that. Now, a lot of people, while they have, uh, they, they have started to realize this and hopefully that will continue on to after we kind of uh, get past this. Once we find a vaccine, once we figure this out, hopefully that people will realize that's not a reason to stop going to your doctor because you're no longer having symptoms because it could spread into something worse like we have now. And what I was really hoping to get out of that aside from that is I brought up employers and employees, how they can learn a lot from this. I mean, we've had to transition to online. A lot of businesses have, but for some businesses, it could even work out better being online. Certain office jobs that people could do from home, they could work different hours than they are now. Some wouldn't have to go to the office if they're taking care of kids. They could work from home the same way they could at the office. And while it's not ideal for all jobs, certain ones it could be. And the ones who, where it's not, if they ever have to move online for whatever reason again, they'll be prepared to do this. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the last point I brought up was how much easier it will be for school or be it anything else organizations that are outside of classes and stuff to move stuff online to reach out to more people. There's a lot of people out there who don't get involved with these types of organizations, these types of causes, because maybe they travel for work or they don't live on campus and can't be there all the time and stuff like that. So if they're able to, tr- if they're forced to transition it online now, they could do both in-person and online events and more people would be able to participate because these planners are trying to reach as many people as they can. So my main point of writing this was basically just to say, well, the situation is terrible. We need to take a positive outlook on it. Everything we see in the news is negative. More corona deaths, more deaths, more ways you need to protect yourself, which is important to report on. But I think sometimes it's easy, especially being stuck inside for people who like that social stimulation, it's hard when you're stuck in, all you're getting is this negativity and it's, it, it eats away at you. I think it's just important to keep that positive outlook, to keep an optimistic view of where we're at because that it's, it's healthier mentally, but it's also just kind of what, what we have to look forward to after this, what we can learn in this time before we find something to get to move on past this. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because most of the stuff I have prepared is negative, Damien. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I, I do want to touch on the like how work is going to change as well later in the podcast. But I, I'm really happy that you mentioned how this can hopefully lead to more people like trusting the medical system and stuff like that. Because I mean, that should be a given, right? Like people should be doing that already. But I mean, clearly people aren't, you know? Right. I think that this, I really think that the whole thing could just serve to like wake people up a little bit. And because I think, I mean, I think we mentioned it on the last podcast, but like um, when, when a vaccine for this does come out, like, you know, the anti-vaxxers are not going to 
be too loud. Like, you know, they're going to be getting the mm-hmm. vaccine. Like, you know, they're not going to be protesting it. Um, right. And it's like, people are already like, there's that conspiracy. Have you guys heard about that conspiracy where it's like uh, 5G towers? Like cellular data towers? Oh, or like yeah. Part of it, I have no idea what it comes from or what it means, but I've seen a lot of like, you know, crazy sort of, crazy sounds mean, but I mean, they're conspiracy theories. It's it's nonsense where they say, you know, the 5G towers are going to ruin us or something. I don't understand it. I feel like there's always been a conspiracy. Like, people thought it was like, people were like, oh, they give you cancer, but like mm-hmm. now they're like, it gives you corona or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make any sense at all. No, that one. Yeah. The old ones when I'm giving cancer made more sense than giving you coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like a virus. Like, how is it? Like, how yeah, is like just, a, a cellular tower going to do that? Um, but yeah, I've not heard yeah. of this. I, I'll have to look into that. That is so oh, yeah. weird. There's so many dumb, so many conspiracy theories that have this pandemic has brought about. Which I mean, I guess it would be considered like an unintended, like kind of side effect. Where not only is you know there's this obviously this terrible virus that's ruining most of the world and most people's lives, but there's also like just so many crazy conspiracy theories about like. China manufactured the virus, or there's more cases than they say in China, which is probably true. But I mean, there's just there's so many things that are just nonsense. That it's yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely some conspiracy theories that hold more weight than others, but it's like I don't want to like give grounds to any of them, you know, without Mm -hmm. whatever. But but yeah, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so like I hope I hope that like afterwards, like after all this happens, after you know. You know, worst case scenario, every single person loses at least somebody Corona, right? Um, probably not that bad, but still pretty bad. Uh, like I hope that maybe people will stop giving grounds to stuff like this because I think it's been a real problem in recent years. It's just like, you know, misinformation spreading online, you know, like mm-hmm. anti-vax Facebook groups, all this stuff like where people just refuse to ignore the facts. And I think if I mean, this is like a pretty bleak way of looking at it, but if like something like Corona can come in and like force people to look at the facts because it's like literally killing people, maybe it'll turn out for the better just in like the public sort of attitude towards healthcare. Like maybe next time there's a virus, like people will actually take it seriously from day one instead of, you know, a month in. Well, I mean, that's a thing I saw on Twitter, at least. It was kind of a big thing a few weeks ago where there was a video of like George Bush in 2005 where he was talking about he was talking about then he like did some research and read about the pandemics in the 20s and the 1920s then in the 1820s and how it was like a repeating thing and in that speech in like 2005 like 10 years ago he was like you know this is crazy that it always happens in like the the same sort of time span we have a lot more technology nowadays we should do something to sort of prepare for this and get ready because it's going to happen in like 10 15 years and then nothing happened which is kind of crazy to see like Especially just at least for me, because I have my own reservations about George Bush as president. But like, it was just crazy yeah. to see him be like, hey, this is going to happen probably and we should prepare. And then it did. I take George Bush over. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, Honestly. Um, what was I? Yeah, I mean, it's and even that is like, I don't want to. It doesn't seem like something that seems super accurate like it seems like a, one of those funny coincidences right where it's like 1820 1920 but it actually is like i mean i guess so like i guess i guess maybe they just average every hundred years and like it just happened to be then but yeah i mean even even if that wasn't the case right sorry i gotta 
Sorry, I had to cough. I think maybe I have corona. Um, <laughs> even if that wasn't the case, like, like we still should have had. I could have sworn. I don't have any like facts on this. I can try and pull it up, but there was some kind of like stockpile of just like pandemic <clears throat> sort of equipment that was. I think in Iowa. I think like Bill Clinton had maybe either depleted it or he had seen that we had it and he decided to not renew it or something. But we had a stockpile at one point that would help have helped us like a ton right now, and it just uh, it, it's not there anymore, and we didn't get to use it. I, I will say this about like politics and the virus. This is kind of uh, like I'm not saying. I'm not saying this in favor of our current president. I'm saying this sort of as a thing. Like a lot of things I've seen online are people talking about how, can you believe it? During Trump's presidency, the economy's tanking and everyone can't go to work and we're all inside. I think regardless of who was president, this would be happening. Like Trump's <clears throat> handling of the virus could have been better. No, for sure. I don't think it would prevent this. It would just prolong this if someone else was. Right. No, people say, I, I'd seen some articles where it's like a, Oh, like the administration knew about the possible threat in like November, and it's like, I I don't know about November, but like yeah. definitely December. Like we all knew, like oh well, there definitely is a virus. I don't I don't think anybody would have been like preparing as hard as we are now. And I don't think any countries December. in the world were really faith- yeah. looking at it as like a real threat in December. Everyone started. Every country in the world sort of reacted around the same yeah. time when it was getting ramped up. I mean, like other administrations definitely would have done it better, you know, because Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have been calling it a conspiracy theory just a month before it becomes a pandemic. Or the Chinese virus. Yeah, or the Chinese virus. But, um, I mean, people would be dying either way, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about, I want to talk about how this is going to affect people. Damien, I I do appreciate the positive, positive outlook that you had, but um, I read an article recently. Let me pull it up. Uh said coronavirus pandemic could inflict emotional trauma and PTSD on an unprecedented scale, scientists warns. This is from CNBC. And basically it's just saying like all these factors, you know, self-isolation, um, you know, domestic abuse and domestic violence are all up because everybody's stuck at home. You know, I'm sure you guys saw that in China, divorce rates are up. Um, things are not good for people. And hold on. I have a, I have a crazy fun quote from this article as well. Uh, Neria, who I assume is somebody involved in this study, uh, seeking a precedent point to, said that not even September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks or World War II were adequate comparisons, as the anxiety those events caused was at least limited by geography. In this case, he said there are no boundaries. So it seems like it's not going to turn out very well for people. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's it's weird because the word that comes to mind is just uh, natural selection. Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's like this, it seems like that's kind of what is happening. It's like the people who have the immune systems to handle it survive and the ones who don't, don't. And it's like a bad, it's a bleak way of looking at it. Yes. But it's like, that's almost what it sounds like and until we have a vaccine that's what it's doing and i mean stuff that says like vaccine isn't coming for like another year or so because it takes so long to make such a thing you know yeah right so will quarantine end before we find the vaccine because if so isn't it still just gonna spread i mean in terms of like something like this i'm sorry what are you saying damien 
I was saying before there's a vaccine. Like, well, so this quarantine, if we don't have a vaccine by the time it ends, won't it just keep continuing to spread? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's, it, it that's the thing. It's like, so it, and vaccines take at least 18 months to be sure that it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I understand where some people are saying that we're going to be like quarantine. It's not going to be too much longer. And it's like, well, if we're trying to actually stop the spread, it will be a long time before it ends. I mean, in terms of something like this, where they're saying that it's going to be like, it's going to cause like massive PTSD. That That's not even like natural selection related. It's like nobody's prepared for staying inside for a year. You know, like that should be right. any, any, like something that anybody has to deal with. And it's probably, I mean, it's going to affect people for the rest of their lives, it sounds like. Just because it's not something that we're ready for. Well, I know yeah. it's messing with a lot of families too. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of them being stuck inside all the time and not being able to like separate from each other. Well, yeah, I, I made a tweet about that recently too. Like talking about, um, it's something about talking about sleep schedules. Cause I've basically been in a much later shifted sleep schedule than I usually would. Um, just staying up into the morning a lot more. And I realized I think a big part of that is like, that's the time I can have that's like my alone time. Cause like, you know, I'm with my parents all the time now. So the idea of just having a few hours at the end of the day, that's like my time is kind of nice. So I, uh, I was writing an article yeah. on this. It didn't, we didn't run it, but it's, uh, it was just about like people who live with like dysfunctional families during quarantine. And it's just about like the amount of like, Families that like there's I mean there's families that like literally can't provide for their kids and there's families that are abusive and stuff and I mean everybody's I mean obviously there's people who live alone but like in terms of our demographic like everybody's living with their families right now you know mm-hmm. um, right and cool. it's, it's just not going to work out for some people sorry go ahead yeah I think I think it's really unique for our demographic especially because most of the year we a lot of us don't live with our families. Like there's a lot of people, a lot of college students who live in dorms or apartments or such, or, and then a lot of them, especially if you're on, on campus housing are back at home right now. And I think that's, there's not, cause kids, you know, people who are younger than us, most of them live with their parents anyways, when they're in grade school and older than us, much older than us, they have their own place. So it's like a very unique sweet spot, I guess. Have you guys, uh, have you guys seen that nutmeg thing? You um, guys no, know what I'm talking not. about? <laughs> no. No. Apparently, if you like eat a ton of nutmeg, right? Like uh, it could cause you to like trip, like it, like a drug almost. Like if you just like oh. consume a ton of it, and it's apparently people are doing it, and it's less of like a like wonderful like psychedelic experience, and it's more like it just like makes you go crazy paranoid for like a day or something like <laughs> and i like people are doing it and it's like sending them with a shock or something like i don't know my point is like people are gonna we're already a month in and people are just like consuming massive amounts of nutmeg to get high yeah we're not well, gonna yeah, like survive the, this yeah yeah i i know what you mean like um i had someone i'm in a group chat with a whole bunch of people um from college our age and um one person i guess hadn't been keeping up with the news much and someone mentioned that we will probably be in cor- be in quarantine, you know, up till May at least. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. she was like, May? And it's like, 
oh, I think it's going to be well past May that we're in quarantine. Like, I don't think at, at least all the way through May, not just till May. Like, I mean, that's only 20 days till May. I think we're going to be in a little longer. I mean, everyone's already, we, we talked about it in our meeting a few weeks ago. Everyone's already been like starting to post all the chain mail stuff from like 2012 on all their mm-hmm. social media. Even people that I know, like one of my closest friends since like elementary school, his whole outlook on life has been very like against that kind of stuff. He thinks it's all very idiotic and pointless and whatever, but mm-hmm. he's been posting them because he has nothing else to do. And I think it's exactly. Out. No, I yeah, mean, I, people have, people, I've seen people who post it like that would never do something like that. I mean, I'm about to, honestly. Like, what else I, is there I've to do? Been. <laughs> yeah, I've done like one or two of them because people have been like, I've been like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you guys mean. Um, we might move on to our next topic. Instead of focusing on people, uh, our wonderful copy editor, uh, Brooke Hill, uh, she wrote an opinion on why we need universal basic income not just now but always right and mm-hmm. obviously she's not on this podcast with us but it was basically just about how you know sorry i'm like i just woke up like i like i'm coughing so much like i can't <laughs> talk right now i'm sorry uh but there was a, there sorry there was a quote from it it said uh the u.s economic system has not suddenly become unsustainable because of covid19 it has always been unsustainable because it is designed to exploit poor workers and funnel money they need to live into the hands of a few people who won't use it. And so, I mean, we know Brooke, she's full of hot takes like this, right? Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. there's definitely some truth to it. Uh, I mean, how would you guys feel about like a universal basic income that goes on like even, I mean, cause like we got our $1,200 stimulus checks, right? I mean, obviously us college students aren't eligible for it because that we're dependents true. most likely. I mean, I think all of us are probably dependents. Obviously not all college students are, but mm-hmm. um how I mean, we a lot of people did get twelve hundred dollars. How do you feel about something like that every month, just forever? I had a friend. We were having a discussion one time. Uh, this was a few years ago, but she mentioned she was like, America, the the American dream is to work to thrive. She's like, but that's what it should be. She's like, you shouldn't be having to struggle to live. You should be having to struggle to thrive in America. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and there, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I don't, I think that a universal income could be good because if you're stuck out of work for whatever reason, you still have money that you can live off of. You're not stuck losing your house completely or losing a mm-hmm. place to live. And that's, that's what America should be. And we have the, funds to do it so why shouldn't we it's one of those where it's like that that should be what america is is you come here and you have a guarantee of a better life if you weren't living if you didn't have food or or some place to live before this should be where you come to get that and if you work hard you can thrive here as well I mean, I do agree with you. I think that is what America should be like. So much of our society is based off of like, you know, taxing people to, you know, provide public services, right? And we're supposed to do it in a fair way, right? And I guess people think that universal basic income and, you know, on top of that, free healthcare isn't fair. I don't see why I'd be willing to pay more taxes so people don't die, but that's just me. 
Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's definitely. So I agree. I mean, it's just crazy to me how it's only like what? Do you, how do? How much do you guys think that they're gonna do another stimulus check? If this actually does go on for a year, like, what do you think the odds are? If it goes another year, I feel like they'd have to. Of course, yeah. the interesting thing is if it goes another year from now, we'd have a new, well, could have a new president by time um, yeah. it's over, which would be very interesting, which that's one of the things I've actually thought about is, um, I, I don't want to digress too much, but just if the election like Same. if they talk about <laughs> mo- pushing the election back because of this, because if mm. they're worried about primaries going on right now, um, that's concerning for the like the general election in November potentially. I was talking to a friend uh, about it, and he said that uh, like it's in the constitution that the election either it's the election has to happen or the election like has to happen on whatever it is like November twentieth. Like mm-hmm. it, it said, like the election can't even be moved. I'd have to check on that, but. Um, even if it's in the constitution, like truly like there comes a point where if like we're, if we're at a state like we are right now in November, we can't have people going to the polls. It has to be like, I guess they could push like an entirely like sort of mail-in vote campaign or whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, that definitely make it hard for some people. I don't know. Yes. And then we like, have I'll, enough. Oh, um, just that a lot of states don't currently allow mail-in too. Oh, really? I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of states that don't. They've been talking about trying to get more of them, too, in the midst of all this. But, I mean, um, they need to push that, like, as fast as possible, because... Yes, right. Some, yeah, a lot still allow it, but some of them need special reasons, which I think this counts as a special reason. But I think mm-hmm. some don't allow it at all. Honestly, like, I really... I've been really worried about just... Because, once again... I mean, I, this is like a less after I guess I can insert my political opinions but like uh, Trump and his administration are moving more and more fastest every day right and we've already seen them trying to like take advantage of the situation I don't know if you guys saw but William Barr was trying to get habeas corpus suspended which habeas corpus I know very little about it but I, it's something about how a person who's detained has a right to a trial it's yeah. like a foundation of like America right like the only yeah. trying to get suspended. Hi, I'm studying political it. science. It's my major. The only other time that was ever repealed in American history was the Civil War. Yeah, so, Link, Lincoln got away with um, Link, not having it because of Confederate um, yeah. prisoners, which and made sense. Not in like this war is, at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we like should I not get, be taking prisoners right now. We should be trying to protect people. Um, yeah. So what was my point? Oh yeah. So like I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they take advantage of this election and just how hard it is going to be for everybody to uh to get people to not vote you know voter suppression and stuff like that uh, sorry what was my original point i feel like we get it we're getting sidetracked but that's okay oh yeah um on terms of universal universal basic income i can't believe that like so far they've only had like the one stimulus check and they don't have plans for another one because I mean, 16 million Americans have lost their jobs. Like, 16 million Americans, like, aren't, like, they're not able to, uh, they're not going to be able to live off the $1,200. You know, I think they really need, like, a better plan than that because they're not going to get their jobs back anytime soon during all this. Like, so I don't many know people what are they, out of work. 
Yeah, I don't know what they've done in the rest of the country, but I know for a fact in Illinois they've like changed the standards to file for unemployment so more people are able to due to no one, a lot of people being out of work. And they've sort of changed the benefits as well so people get a little bit more because they can't go to work. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know if the rest of the states are doing that. And again, I've seen a lot of people talking about like that 1200 check is not going to, it's going to cover rent for like not not that long if we're stuck because i mean that's a thing that a lot of a lot of landlords have hiked up rent because even if that wasn't their main source of income it is now because they can't go to their other jobs yeah so it's I like mean, the exact opposite of what we need right now like exactly, we need to yeah. be a rent freeze but yeah um spain uh recently implemented universal basic or they either implemented it or they put in place plans to implement it during this quarantine. And they ha they're saying that they want to, I mean, they're, they're saying they want to keep it forever. You know, they're saying that it's, it should be a permanent safety net for the most vulnerable, which I totally agree with. I mean, that seems like the ideal situation, right? Like say, you know, cause I mean, so many like sort of socialist policies have been enacted just because of this Corona thing. Right. Say United States actually does implement universal basic income and it goes on forever. That would be, Dope. I'd be so happy about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. We can also talk about how workers are getting more rights through all of this and how it kind of seems like it should have been something that's going on the entire time. Like, uh, like there's so many places, like, obviously, everybody's working from home, right? And there's so <clears> many places that are functioning just as well, if not better, because everybody's at home working on their own time. What are your What are your guys' thoughts on like how, like, do you guys think that everybody's been going to be going back when this is all over, or do you think that more places are just going to stay online? I think more places are going to stay online. I don't think it's <laughs> going to be like all of them, obviously, because there's a lot that can't. But <laughs> a lot of the ones that have a, a lot of office style jobs a lot of the time they can work from home just as well as they would in the office. If your job is to work at a computer, oftentimes, especially when you've got things like this, things like Zoom, where you can talk to the people whenever you need to, if they need to stay home, it might be better and even more cost-effective for the uh, businesses to stay fully online. Mm -hmm. have people work from home because they can also work a lot more flexible hours. If they're like, hey, I can work two hours here, I need to take a break and then come back for six hours. Well, you've got people to fill in those gaps. You've got people to fill that in for stuff like that. So I feel like there are going to be a lot that go back to being in person, but I feel like there's going to be a lot that see this as a more beneficial thing to stay online. If, if I'm the big CEO of a giant company and I've got all my employees online right now and productivity is still good and I'm still making my, my money, I'm not going to see any reason to send people back to an office that I have to pay for. So, yeah, I bet a lot of places are going to stick online. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What was I going to say? Sorry. Yeah, I think that kind of covers it, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if there's much more else to say. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any more thoughts on just like how people are going to be affected after this whole quarantine is over and how, uh, how, I mean, how countries and governments are going to be affected? Like what else do you think might change? Um, 
I hope people start washing their hands more. Um, Because I see that all the time in public restrooms where I'm just like at the sinks and I just see someone come from over by the toilets and just walk right out. You know, people that don't care at all. It's just like, uh, probably should wash your hands. This this whole virus is going to initiate a revolution of public health. It's going to be, it's going to be a cultural (laughs) reset. I think, Mm -hmm. Um, this might be crazy, but I feel like this, I'm not just saying this, this is something that like my political science professors have mentioned and I've sort of read about and it seems viable uh, and that like a lot of people feel like this might be the breaking point for the government of China, which has been, you know, communist Mm. and very harsh and like another thing is just throughout history, every few hundred years the chain china sort of collapses into different regions because china Mm -hmm. is a giant country that covers vastly different ethnic groups and regions of this part of asia so like a lot of people think first hong kong the protest there would be the breaking point but now this has been a lot of distrust in the chinese government especially Mm -hmm. because they've suddenly said there's like much less cases than most people would assume there would be so a lot of people have become more suspicious and a lot of people in china have become sort of suspicious and upset with that so i hope it doesn't lead into like a full breakdown like i really hope that Mm -hmm, they can just you know get down on the ideal track that they were on when uh they were doing the protests and just get a better government Mm -hmm. i okay so i know we're about to wrap up right but i i Mm. can't i'd be remiss if we didn't i mean i know we mentioned this we spent this whole podcast sort of denouncing conspiracy theories but i'm gonna go ahead and mention a conspiracy theory just Mm -hmm. yes or no thoughts on did did China manufacture the virus to stop the Hong Kong protests? I don't think they would have. I don't think if they did manufacture it, I doubt it was for that reason. Um, simply because of the fact that I feel like the Hong Kong protests had been like, I hadn't heard nearly as much about them lately. Like they Same. had been like, if they were still in like, cause I think the big thing is I don't think China cares too much about the protests themselves as much as um, public opinion around the world from the protests. And if the news wasn't covering it around the world as much, I don't think they would have cared as much. And it had been a while since it really been at its like peak. Yeah. Um, I could see it being developed possibly as a bioweapon, but honestly, I don't think that's the case. Simply because of the fact that um, unless China's been developing bioweapons and they just keep leaking but i don't think that's the case because like i mean sars came from a similar thing i do think that the wet markets are a part of a big part of it um because i watched some interesting videos about that and that's one thing too with the wet markets um a lot of people like they you know they call it like the chinese virus or things like that very in um inappropriate names for it and it's um I think the big thing people overlook is that not everyone is just going to the wet market and buying bats in China. That is, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it tends to be the wealthy who do that. People who want to try, it's like the type of people who would go and buy tiger meat in the U S or something. Yeah. People who want to try exotic animals, um, you know, different animals. And it's that same deal of, um, you know, the common people in China eat pretty much the same, like sets of mass farmed foods that we do those tend to be a lot small um like more more um niche um operations 
Maybe we don't call it the Chinese virus. We call it the poor Chinese regulations virus. Yeah. That kind of seems perhaps the, the, the communist that's, virus. That's poor Chinese that's government what, regulation. Happened. Yeah, that's because that's what happened with um. It was a similar thing with SARS in the early two thousands. Is when that happened. Um, they shut down the wet markets for like, I think only like a few months, and then after the virus cleared up, they reopened the markets. Is that but, where it came from? The last like big SARS outbreak was. The, it didn't come market? from. It came from. It was. It was closer to Hong Kong, I believe. It was in southern China, um, oh. where it originated in a wet. They believe in a wet market. I'm not sure if that was ever confirmed. But and then uh, this one originated in a wet market in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So, well, or they believe. Yeah. Unless has anybody has any other other thoughts? Uh, I have an interview in ten minutes. Um, wrap this oh, up. yeah, probably good. Yeah. Um, I guess everyone start wearing masks. Yeah. Just do that. I you um, know I tried. I don't know if I mentioned it. I tried to buy masks, and this was like before the shutdown. Like this was at the very beginning when it was getting popular. Popular mm-hmm. is a weird word for a virus, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but it's like they were they were already out. They this lady, I was like, "Do you guys have any masks?" And she she responded like as if I was the ten thousandth person to ask that day. It like was kind of scary, um, rightfully so because it ended up being very serious. But yeah, mm-hmm. everyone wear masks. What about you, Damien, Gabe? Any advice for people trying to not mm-hmm. get sick? <laughs> Stay home. There's so many people I know that like have been posting on their social media about like you guys got to stay home. You can't be going out. But then they go to their friend's house, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why did you do that? And they're like, it was just mm-hmm. me and like them and their family. I wasn't going to a big thing, and I was like, you're still but still leaving the house. Exactly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. don't just just take a take some time to just be in the house, please. I don't go. I, I, it's hard, but like it's important, you know. Find I mean, an outlet. I guess find an outlet if you haven't already. Just something to vent your frustrations of everything that's been affected. Vent your the stress that you you're feeling because it's easy to get depressed, anxious, paranoid. Like it's very easy, especially at this time, to do that. Like it was already something that was pretty common with. The, with internet being such a big thing, with conspiracy theories being such a big thing, it was easy for people to get paranoid already. Now with this, it's even easier. So my advice is if you haven't already, just find some sort of outlet to vent that, to try and like, like the whole purpose of my article is keep a positive outlook and try to be as optimistic as you can in this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That seemed like a pretty good conclusion, but we're not going to end it there. Uh, we're going to talk about our obsessions for this week. Uh, these are just, you know, maybe a more positive ending to this podcast. Just what are you guys, what are you guys super into? I know you're watching a lot of TV, playing a lot of games, listening to a lot of music probably during this quarantine. So what are you obsessed with this week, you guys? Uh, anybody can start. Anybody? The band Wolfpack has been my obsession for a long time. V U L F P E C K. Oh, they I released... have some songs from them. I'm like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, they're good. They released a new single just last week or maybe a little longer ago. They're selling uh, a new record. They played at Madison Square Garden, sold it out in December. They're like my favorite band, and I've been obviously listening to them a lot more because it's very happy, upbeat, just 
groovy, funky music, and it's good for right now when we're all like inside and it's kind of depressing. It's a good, positive sort of feeling stuff. So, sixteen twelve is the yeah, song that's song. a good one. It's a very yeah, good song. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been listening to music too. I like recently. I don't know how I only discovered him now, but King Cruel is really good. If you just like sort of sad, not sad, but more of like sort of like. I don't know. It's 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 definitely a vibe. It's definitely not happy. It's sort of just like downbeat, sort of maybe sad, kind of mysterious. Sometimes guitar music. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe. But if if you ever want to feel kind of emo, King Cruel, but also like emo and stoic at the same time, King Cruel. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Morgan and Damien? Um. Well, uh, I have a few. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I've been doing with a few of my friends. We've started a um, 30-day song challenge, which is one of those Instagram things. But like, mm-hmm. it's not like a chain one. It's just more of like, if you want to do it, you do it. And it's um just like in my Instagram story, I've just posted a song there, like into different categories. Like, this is a song you that makes you happy, or song you like when you're driving, or things like that. And it's for 30 days, and it's just a really good way to like spread some music with some friends. Which then also last night, I, um, I got a notification. Apparently, The Strokes released a new album last night. They did. Um, and that's that's pretty good. I listened to all of that last night. It's um, I was I like how it sounds. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Damien? Uh, I mean, most of this week has just been spent on homework. But whenever I do get time, a lot of it was just spent. Catching up with friends, talking to them, seeing how they're doing. I have some friends who are now seniors in high school and just seeing how (laughs) they're handling this, making sure that they're okay. But, I mean, when it comes to what I've been doing, Uh, playing the piano, trying to get some practice in that. I've not, now that I actually have a bit of time here, I have a, and I mean, now it's a, perfect time for a lot of people we i think we mentioned a couple podcasts ago about minecraft being a good thing to spend a lot of time on if you have the time mm-hmm. i have a friend who started a realm recently that he's been working on and i've been helping him with that to try and get more people on and just trying to keep busy i guess um yeah very good recommendations. Of course, I, I'm, like, obsessed with, like, music, and then, like, Damien's obsessed with his, like, friends and loved ones. Who would be? Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you said piano. I've actually taken up guitar again and, uh, because yeah. I have more time to do it, and I'm just as mediocre as I remember. So definitely like, use this as an opportunity to get better. It's, yeah. uh, that music is something that's been, like, a hobby of mine for a while, and, like, the desire to, like formally record something and like make an album on spotify has never been stronger than right now because i'm just at home <laughs> looking at these you should dude I'm, that'd be awesome mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's just weird because it's like i've not had a lot of time for music recently because in high school i was in 10 different bands at one time <laughs> between playing percussion and piano i was in 10 bands and it was like i was playing all the time and now it's like college and i'm like well now i pretty much only play in like two so I don't play near as much as I did. Wow. I didn't know you were yeah. in a band at all, Damien. That's, that's, awesome. that's crazy. Ten, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Ten was, whole band. I was leading two and totally stretched one. Then. So yeah. Yeah, I was that also was basically the only person writing for the school newspaper at that time. I took my study hall and lunch off for an extra class, and I was on a debate team. So 
Basically, I slept three hours a night on average. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that has been our podcast. Uh, I hope, you know, we're still doing it over Zoom, obviously. Um, I hope the audio wasn't too bad. Uh, I got a fun this time around. But, um, you know, stay safe. Uh, wash your hands. You know, I already mentioned their recommendations. You know, have an outlet. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Um, yeah. Uh, don't. I don't know how to end it. You know, be happy. Don't die. Uh, say Wear bye, mask. guys. Wear a mask. But. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.